Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Final hour of our Sunday get-together. Uh, we've certainly done plenty on baseball, talked a little bit about the NBA uh, last couple episodes. To the last dance tonight, we will let our next guest, if he's so motivated, uh, to watch it uh, flip over as soon as we're done talking about the National Football League with him. He's only been covering it for decades down in Houston, mostly with the Houston Chronicle, NFL uh, top writer, John McClain joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. How you holding up down there in the Lone Star State, John? Hey, Jody Mac, I'm holding up great. How are you? Uh, not bad, like everybody else. A little stressed, a little tired of uh, being at home, but we have to do what we have to do. So we do just that on a day-in, day-out basis. Um, your sport, the National Football League, did get a bit of a break in that the pandemic hit while they were in their off season, And I sing the praises of the NFL because they went on with free agency because they could. They went on with the NFL draft, had to certainly tinker with it, but got it done when it was supposed to happen because they could. They've done a great job of giving us sports during a time when we're not getting sports. But some came down this week that just boggled my mind. Uh, the report broke the other day that the NFL is con- contemplating incentivizing the Rooney Rule, that teams that hire executives of color minorities would benefit in advanced draft positioning if they were to make such hires. Is this the right time to be going down this road, John? Jody, I think anything they can do that might help more minority hirings in the NFL at every level is good to study it to see what can be done. I remember back in the 80s when I covered Warren Moon. And Warren Moon, I did a lot of stories with Warren about race in his 10 years here. And I remember he told me, until we get black ownership, you're never going to have as many minority hires as you think deserve to be. And I've always remembered that. And I think anything they do that that they're talking about trying to find ways to help my more, more minorities get jobs, not just as head coaches, but general managers, is good. But the proposal to give to enhance draft position, I think that's pretty wild. I can't imagine it's going to pass right away. That's something that's got to be studied, all the ramifications, because I know nobody's going to want to get hired because they think the, the team wanted to move up five spots higher in a round. And so maybe something like that gets done. You can't make owners hire a minority. You just can't do it. But there's a lot of things that are head scratchers every year. Right. When you see some white guys getting hired and then they're like like last year, Eric Bienemy who worked works under Andy Reid. And Andy Reid's put a lot of good coaches into head coaching jobs and I think Bienemy will be. 
But the fact that he got passed over was pretty amazing, especially considering the season that the Chiefs came off of and the work he's done with Patrick Mahomes. But the key is at least they're talking about it. And at a time like this, Jody, when there's no live sports, anything that is important is going to get talked about even more. And the more it's at the forefront of talk shows, columnists, everything, that's good. I agree with you on that. Conversation is always good. Keeping it front of mind is always good. But speaking of front of mind, you kind of hinted at this. I want to tie it down even a little bit more. Uh, if you are a qualified candidate, like, say, Eric Bieniemy, and he's on the coaching carousel again this offseason. Kansas City has another great year. Shoot, maybe they even win back-to-back Super Bowls. And he is in the, the process of uh, being potentially hired next year. If he gets a gig... Is he not going to wonder to himself, did they hire me because they thought I was the best candidate or did they hire me because they got uh, upgraded draft positioning because of it? Do you really even want that floating in your head if you're a new minority hiring in the National Football League? Think about this. Think of all the controversy it's going to create around the country. The first African-American or Hispanic who gets hired, like Ron Rivera, uh, It's gonna. there's going to be so much talk in the media and the fans and on social media. How much did improving a draft position have to do with it? Now, on the surface, that uh, who's going to tie themselves to a head coach for, say, at least three years just to move up five spaces in the draft? To me, it's an offshoot of it. It's going to create a lot of controversy. And, yeah, the coach would wonder, and he'd ask the owner and the GM, and they'd say, hey, that has absolutely nothing to do with it. And if they wanted to prove it, they could always say, uh, we'll pass. And uh, that would create even more controversy. But I do not see this passing right away. I think it's something that's got to be kicked around quite a bit before they do it or some version of it. All right. Now, if it doesn't pass, and it's funny how it leaked out this week that this was something that was going to be brought to the table. It didn't have to get out, but it did leak out. And there are great reporters like yourself and others around the country who cover the National Football League. But a lot of times when these things hit, it's because a certain party wants the information to get out, to maybe dip their toe in the water and see what the public reaction is. So whether you believe or not that this was leaked or just great creative reporting um, by uh, Mr. Trotter from the NFL Network, so be it, um, it did get out. Now the result of what the vote is is going to have to get out as well, is it not? And if it's a resounding no, does the NFL get blowback from that? I think the NFL is going to get blowback in different in different directions, no matter what happens, because it's so um, it's it's so off the wall. I've never heard anybody discuss anything about this at any time in my 45 years covering the NFL. And I understand they want to. Um, they want to improve the Rooney rule whenever they can, and but this one just came out of nowhere. And it's, those are trial balloons. They get floated all the time. Everybody knows it. They want to see the reaction before they vote. But I don't. I'll be stunned if they actually vote on it this week. I can see it be being tabled. Truthfully, the NFL's got a whole lot more things to worry about. They're not hiring people right now anyway. They won't be hiring people till after next season. Jody, we don't know whether that season's going to end first week of February, last week of February, or March. 
Don McLean uh, from the Houston Chronicle, our guest talking NFL with us here on CBS Sports Radio. Um, while I sing the praises of the National Football League for their stick to and having free agency and having the draft and having the offseason that they've had, again, another one that just when I read about it, heard about it, it grabbed my attention because I couldn't believe it. They actually released the preseason schedules. They released the entire season schedules first and then went back and released the preseason schedules. There's no shot whatsoever of teams playing four preseason games. Is there? Uh, No, there's no way they're going to do that. I'll be stunned if they don't have games move back to the end of the season and move the Super Bowl back to the last Sunday in February because, Jody, they want to play as many games with fans. It's better to move back the season and try to play 16 games with fans than to play like three or four without fans. And um, the thing about Major League Baseball, the memo that leaked out there and then Rob Manford talked about on CNN, I read every bit of that to see how it could pertain to the NFL when the NFL comes back. And one of the things that you can't do in baseball now, you can't spit. You know, you can't blow your nose. You can't talk to a guy on first base and see how the family is to the first baseman. Now, if that's the case and they're not supposed to be close to each other, what they do about plays going into second base or home home plate when you're going to have a guy running into the catcher, they slobber all over each other, they get blood <laughs> on each other. And the NFL, what are they going to do about a huddle? What are they going to do about a pile? Those are things that I that – I, can't wait to see how the NFL works that out based on this comprehensive thing that is out there that the owners have recommended to the union. And I'm guessing the union will not accept all of them, especially what about not showering after games. And there's so many things you can look at and compare to the NFL. But the good thing about the NFL, you brought this up, Jody, it's timing. Everything's about timing. NFL doesn't have to start in September, it doesn't have to go to preseason. I've talked to a bunch of veteran players that said they could play a half, one solid half, and be ready for the season because they don't hit anybody in the off season. It's all mental. Yeah, they need to be on the field with coaches, especially the rookies and the first year guys. But the veterans know what it takes. They don't. They don't need to go out there. They need to make sure that they get in football shape. But uh, I think that the NFL will back it up somehow. Find a way to play the whole season, and they will watch closely what happens in baseball and the NBA. The NFL, like our entire country, like our entire society, has advanced because of technology, and all players have iPads and and get uh, video and do a lot of uh, technological preparation, but nothing like what they've had to this year. Out of a necessity, they've had to speed up the curve of what players can take in as far as information goes. How big a hurdle is it presenting as itself for teams during the season? I know that we're just getting to the point where you would have had rookie mini camps and uh, the start of mandatory camps and stuff like that. Uh, again, their their season isn't scheduled to start till September, but they've taken the chance to get that much more information out there. Sources you've talked to, players, teams, anybody uh, is it working? Can they expect their players to get up to speed and do that much more leading into this season because of the pandemic? I wrote a column today comparing the 2011 offseason when there was an owner's 
uh, invoke lockout compared this offseason. The bottom line is neither one of them can go to their facilities. In 2011, in the offseason, they could not have any contact with the team, but they could do their own OTAs. The, the, the Texans did it here at Rice Stadium, led by quarterback Matt Schaub. And here, the players are on their own. This is, this is going to be so tough for rookies to make contributions right off the bat. They're not getting any on-field instruction. They're getting a lot on Zoom and Discord, and everybody says it's going great. But every player and, and former player I talked to, Jody, I asked them all, what would your first year have been like if you had no on-field instruction in your first off season? And they all talked about how it would have hampered them tremendously because they wouldn't have been able to learn the same because you can learn it on a computer virtually with your coach, but until you go out side and run it and they show you that way and then you go back and you do it again you correct it and the key is right now to get in football shape you got to play football but you can get in good enough physical condition when you report you don't get hurt but i think we're going to see more injuries early than we've ever seen because the players are not majority are not working out together and if they're going doing social distancing like they're supposed to it's going to put them way behind the eight ball when they report and especially in some positions that are more difficult than others so i can't wait to see how this comes off it's going to be a detriment but the bottom line jody there's so many things in the CBA. You can't wear pads in off-season. You can't hit anybody on purpose in the off-season. It's almost like the off-season program is for getting in shape and uh, trying to make to avoid injury while you get all the mental stuff down. I don't know why they just don't have walkthroughs every day because that's what it's come to. Um, this is something that the NFL would prefer not to talk about, but you got to deal with it when these things happen. Um just this week, DeAndre Baker, Quentin Dunbar, cornerbacks uh, for the Giants and the Seahawks, respectively, arrested, uh, robbery with uh, lethal force and weapons. Corey Latimer arrested in a gun incident, former Giant wide receiver, now Redskins. Today, Ed Oliver, DUI, and they found a gun in his car when he got pulled over and was found to be over the legal limit. Uh, apparently the NFL players aren't taking their stay-at-home orders during this offseason to heart, or at least some of them aren't, and they're not only not staying home, they're going out and getting themselves in major trouble. How big an issue is this for the NFL? Like we talked about earlier, Jody, anything that happens right now is going to get so much more attention in the media and on social media because there's no live sporting events. And, so this is going to be talked about like we're talking about all week on talk shows, and the NFL hopes that's the only thing. Now, these charges could get dropped, like Ed Oliver's in Houston carrying a, a concealed gun, and he doesn't have a license. You know how many people down here do that? Probably three-fourths of the city. So I don't expect him to get in trouble for that. Now, they said he had an open beer in his lap. That's against the law. That'd be a fine. But the fact is, it's a big black eye on the NFL. And they still, no matter what happens to the charges, they still have to answer to Roger Goodell. And that's the one they really better worry about because they can hire high-powered lawyers to help them get off. But, boy, those lawyers don't help them with a commissioner. All right. Last thing. Uh, we'll try and lighten it up a little here. Um 
the schedules were released, uh, certainly uh, since the last time you and I talked. Uh, so you got your Texan schedule. You cover the entire National Football League, but specifically the Texans for your uh, newspaper. The Texans road schedule is what it is. If we're going to have a season where the media is not necessarily allowed to cover games from the stadium, that there'll be pool reporters and the like, you'll still be covering and writing for your newspaper, but you might be doing it from the front of your TV in your house at home. Which I is the? I think there's a good chance of that, Jody. That yeah, media, so do I. That's why I'm media. asking this question. Do you? Uh, is there a specific game that you're more perturbed by, put off by, disappointed by knowing you're not going to take in this year that this team happened to pop up on the schedule as a road game from the Texans and you were looking forward to going to this town? If so, what game is that? Well, it has nothing to do with the cities because I've been to all of them so many times. <laughs> but the first game at Kansas City on Thursday night, if indeed that is when it's supposed to be, there's no way they're going to let media there. You know, the, the press box at Arrowhead Stadium is huge, but it's always full. And so I think what they'll do is after that game, they'll have Zoom conference calls with like Bill O'Brien, Sean Watts, and J.J. Watt and several other players. They'll put them on like they do in Houston for like five minutes each, and we'll get them that way, and then we'll just have to adapt like everybody's going to have to adapt. And I was thinking about the stadium here at NRG Stadium. The press box is huge, but there's no way that you can put people six feet apart and get half the crowd in there they get in there now. So they have to be very selective about who they let in. And I hope that uh, when they start it, they go by seniority. I was going to say, you might not have to sweat that. Some of your coworkers, the Chronicle might, but something tells me there's going to be a seat for you, my friend. John, always a pleasure. Appreciate you coming on board. We'll talk before the season gets underway. Hey, Jody, it's my pleasure. I'm glad you're doing well. Stay safe. You do the same. John McClain, Houston Chronicle, been covering the National Football League for decades. One of the best in the country. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.